I accidentally went whoop like in the middle. I and did, I did, I caught you. I got that. Yeah, I didn't know what to do from there. Okay. So here we are. Here we are. It's the freak show jam. Yeah. It's your birthday week. That's true. <coughs> and month. Yeah. Oh, did you hear about this? What? Ooh. Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer. Breyer? Breyer. It's Breyer. He just announced his retirement. Okay. Okay. Didn't he say this he was going to is... nominate a black woman to a Supreme Court? Because I'm waiting. That would be good. Mm-hmm. Um, though he wouldn't, like, pick his... I mean, you mean you mean Biden, right? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. I understood that as, like, Breyer. I'm like... No, 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 no. Biden, sorry. Nah, imagine that. If we wouldn't have had this freaking catastrophe... Of Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and... Well, probably not Kavanaugh, because he was, like, in the middle of the term or something like that. <sighs> Who was it that retired for... Eh, no, nah, that's not worth looking into. <laughs> but, yeah, let's hope it's not somebody like Breyer. Mm-mm. Because he was a Clinton type. Or is a Clinton type. He's very... We we basically have two left-leaning judges and a briar and six conservative and and I guess you know I guess Roberts is kind of in, kind of a center yeah but you know the rest are pretty damn conservative Mm-mm-mm. you know um that is crazy how that is crazy how, how these justices just be, like, let in. I mean, granted, the justices can't do much about it, but, like, it, in a way, let in, um, you know, letting the right just kind of take over those nominations. Because we have three, the present uh, Supreme Court, we have three Trump appointments, mm-hmm. two Obama appointments. Uh, one Bush, one Clinton. No, wait, I think it's two Bush. Because I think, I think Roberts was also nominated by, by, by Bush. Or, um, appointed by Bush. Let me see. SCOTUS. I'm almost certain that, uh, Clarence Thomas was appointed by, by Bush Sr., Let's see. Yeah, Roberts by W. Uh, and Alito by W. Um, Sotomayor and Kagan by Obama. Uh, Thomas by Bush Sr. Breyer by Clinton. Yeah, that's about it. I mean, I wish it, I wish this had had this in like chronological order. Wait, there we go. Yeah, so that's that's six of whom were appointed by 
Um, what is it? I'm looking at the timer. I feel like time is going very slow on your timer. Because I feel like we've been talking longer. Yeah, I feel like it too, but... Eh. It's also that... Um, that you all that you found that during the during the intro, oh. so it's just like an impromptu topic now. Oh, sorry. No, you're fine. No, it's yeah. great. You know that I was read. I was listening to a podcast yesterday about how we all live in a. What's the Sims? The Sims supposed to be it's like simulations. Yeah. Yeah, I had a, a. I was listening to a podcast yesterday how we how we live in simulations, and I'm here thinking like, that's a little wild. Yeah. Are you real? I feel real. Do you feel that? I do. Super Elsie is squeezing my arm. <laughs> Are you real? You're just a simulation. You knew that was an ass, Dad. Um, you so, just knew it! So, um... What was I gonna say? We can still pack it. And I, I mean, I definitely heard something about somebody being open, somebody who's like obstructed packing the court, being a little more open to packing it. Um, let's pack it. Yeah. I mean, nowhere does it say that there has to be a limited number of people. Did it even start with nine? I don't know, but I, I've, I've read that there's really no limited number. There, there pack isn't. Pack it up. And I mean, women's rights are on the line, man. Literally, we've watched the Republican Party. You know, wish wash on on uh, the sacred number when it's convenient for them. They said, "Oh no, a, a court of eight is fine." When they were trying to block uh, Merrick Garland from become from joining the court, the Republican Party's a yeah. joke. But then, um, but then suddenly, when they want to bring in Amy Coney Barrett, yeah, then it, then <laughs> it was, uh, "Oh no, we need nine, and we have mm-hmm. the power." Look, um, I mean, the fact that we bought that shit from them, like, that is insane. Yeah. But it's also a product of, like, the Senate being too powerful. Because, I mean, the fact that, uh, the fact that they have 50 seats that represent drastically less Americans than the 50 seats held by the Democratic caucus. That's that's fucked up. Um shit. <laughs> we're, we're living in interesting times, baby. We really are. And um, it's crazy the light that the pandemic has shed on that. Mm-hmm. I just think we should pack, pack the courts. Pack the courts and... Um... There, was, there were people who, had, who were of the opinion that, like, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg should have retired during Obama's term. <coughs> Do you think so? Oh, I don't think so. I think, I think it would be, probably would have been better if Breyer retired yeah. during that time. Yeah. Um, I don't really know because I, I guess it's like harder unless you follow like a judge in their appointment or justice in their appointment Mm-mm. yeah because I've never really I've never really followed the, the justice's leanings 
Okay. Up until more recently. Hmm. I guess, I don't know. I feel like we were taught to believe that that wasn't like a thing. And it's like, we'd, we'd like it to not be a thing, but these are still people. These are still people with their own ideologies. I didn't know that Sandra Day O'Connor was like, isn't she like a little, wasn't she like a little more on the conservative side? Yeah. I didn't know that. I I guess, in you know, in middle school, I would have just assumed, you know, that she was, that think, she was left. I think, I think it's because, you know, you have these individuals in these positions of power mm-hmm. that they're impacting people's lives and groups lives you would think that these people would have very biased opinions and wouldn't let really their perspectives and thoughts really impact their decisions oh you mean unbiased oh that one thank you sorry Um, unbiased yeah they're they're supposed to be be like yeah getting their biases out of the way and shit but it's so you know look what's happening Mm. i don't know that that's unconstitutional and the fact that there's like the fact that there's options, yeah. that there's like a choose-your-own-adventure on how to interpret the Constitution as a Supreme Court justice. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. As soon as she said she's an originalist, Barrett should have been out of the fucking running. Mm-hmm. Homegirl had no experience. An originalist? Okay. So, she showed the definition so, of so, privilege. Yeah, so forfeit your right to vote, originalist, <coughs> because, because in 1787, couldn't a woman vote? Mm-hmm. In 1789, couldn't a woman vote? I don't know. I, I I'm fearful for for like how things are going. I mean, I I, I do appreciate that there's some rising um, progressive voices running for house seats. Mm. Um, Jessica Cisneros got a big boost off of uh, Henry Cuellar. His he got a house raid. Yeah. Uh, do you do you know what that's about? No. Wait, who's that? The is that the That's the dude who's uh What's his name? Henry uh Cuellar. This is the dude from Texas? Yeah. I heard about that. Um but I don't know what the issue was. Okay. So... I know I know the FBI searches home. I just don't know why. Hmm. Wow, I love this. Um, the the Republicans are wasting no time in this area. Democrats are facing a, their nightmare scenario in <clears throat> South Texas and know they're doomed with either avowed, tex, avowed socialist uh, Jessica Cisneros or corrupt Congressman Henry Cuellar on the ballot. I mean, y'all forget that your idol is being investigated, right? And yeah, there's proof. Fake news. Yeah, but there's proof. You know, there, you know... There's they've they've they're shown or based on what I've been reading, um, there's actually some proof that there's some fraud with the internal revenue there. Uncle Sam don't play. Someone's gonna go to jail. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about Trump coming out and saying they're attacking children? Yo, yeah, they they're could- attacking what a forty-two year old child, <laughs> a forty-year-old child, and a thirty-eight-year-old child. Yeah. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. These people are dumb. Oh my! This says this. This is on. This is on the hill that I'm trying to get some more info on this Quayar stuff. 
Yo, he barely beat Cisneros in the primary uh, last year. Or, mm-hmm. not last year, 2020. So... Yeah, so basically, um, I mean, we know what's going to happen. The Republicans are going to they're going to say, "Oh, look at this, look at this uh socialist." And then as soon as Henry Cuellar has some kind of go if he gets a go ahead to keep if he's able to keep running basically because he he announced a re-election bid. Mm-hmm. So, if he's able to to actually run in this primary against Cisneros, they're going to put money behind him. Mhm. Cuz they probably, I mean, Come on, they, they're probably, they're, they're putting this out there because they have a lesser chance of winning. Let me see where Cuellar's uh, district is. Um, look at this, he's one of the, he's, he's considered one of the most conservative re- uh, representatives in the Democratic Caucus. <coughs> yeah, that's code for he's considered one of the most corporate. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Let's see. Oh, he's he's been in office since 05. Wow, this is a Just to just y'all y'all need to take a look at Texas Texas's 28th congressional district. If you don't believe that gerrymandering is a thing, look at this mess. Uh I I that mean, looks like a toilet. It does. Oh wow! Yeah, it does. I mean, I suppose the only good thing about it is that no, it's not a good thing. It's a bad thing because they just stuffed, they just stuffed a bunch of Hispanic districts, um, a bunch of Hispanic areas into this district, and Quayar probably loves it. Um. It's seventy eight point five percent Hispanic. Yeah, they, this is this was this was on purpose to limit. Um, mm. hmm. See, that kind of shit can that kind of shit can be hazy, yeah. because they can do this to stuff a lot of Hispan- a lot of one group into uh, into a district to limit their voting power, but they can also split them up to li- to li- limit their voting power, like they do with um, with 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 black people in Florida. And honestly, probably across the country. But at the very least, we can see it in Florida. In, like, North Florida? Mm-hmm. Like, um, no. You know what? In North Florida, it's more of a case of stuffing them. Because they're all, like, stuffed into Al Lawson's district. Uh, I think it's number five. This is the exact same thing that, um, you know, that Republicans did for Nina Turner's race. Yeah. Uh talking about oh you got a socialist and oh you know. I actually I don't even think they said anything about Chantel Brown. They just put money behind her. Mm. Or what about with Byron Brown in Buffalo for the mayoral race? Republicans put money behind him too. Mm. Just to show uh just rather just to um, try to covertly show that the real interest is is banks and money, 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 you know. money. <laughs> yeah, it's not a, it's not about party shit. It's just about the fact that 
some people are hypnotized into it. Why is it so dark in here? I don't know. I, I guess it's just less light out. Oh, yeah, well, it's kind of ugly outside. Yeah. I can turn the light on. Money, money, money. Uh, money. Okay. Lights, please, lights, please. Turn on the lights. <laughs> J. Cole, but he says turn off the lights. Turn on the light. Oh, no, is it turn off the light? Nanny Furtado? I have no idea. Turn on the lights. I don't even know. Oh, yeah, uh, then you turn out the light. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, that was one of those songs. Yo, y'all ever hear those songs um, on Kids Bop? Kids Bop was a bug out because there were like, a, they, they were putting all types of songs on there. And of course, you know, it's, it's basically like the kid version of Now That's What I Call Music. I got to tell you, it's a bug out to hear songs that you are not familiar with, you know, in the Kids Bop commercial over and over and over again. Do you think they have that one? Over and over again. I bet they do. We're going on a next, another episode with me singing that to you. Oh, gosh. And I can't take it. I can't shake it. No. Like there were so many songs in the Kids Bob commercials that I just didn't know. Like, um, hell, I could probably go through. Let's see if I can find number one. Oh, goodness. Oh, gosh. Okay. Of course not. Of course, it doesn't have its own uh, page. The now music, they do, but... Now, that's what they call music, volume 948. What volume Yo, are we on? Real. All right, so, okay, no. Kids Bop 1, track list. You know, I don't mean Kids Bop 2021. So now, now that that's what I call music, I'm trying to figure out what number are we on. Okay, so there were songs that we know, of course, that everybody knew, like All Star, or Oops, I Did It Again, or Bye Bye Bye, mm -hmm. or Living La Vida Loca. But, uh, I mean, I don't know, it just feels different when you're seeing commercial after commercial of kids singing this. And then you finally hear, like, the regular song. <laughs> like, let's see, for... I think, I think What a Girl Wants and ba Bailamos. I did not know that song before that. <clears throat> really? Really. That, that's a classic. Uh, I don't know what to say. Something tells you you guys were not listening to Enrique, Enrique Iglesias at your house. No. Well, he would come on the radio. And be your hero, baby. <laughs> right. But no, we were mostly hearing him on Spanish stations. Like, like what, what my parents were into, like, before we were really introduced to hip-hop stations. Yeah, scratch that. What my parents have generally been into as far as radio down here has been the Spanish stations. Like, with my mom, we used to listen to the the radio shows on, like, El Sol 95. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, for y'all for y'all who, who are familiar with 95.7 FM, 
uh, down in South Florida back in the early 20th century. Or 20, I, I totally said 20th century, early 21st century. So there was like Mama Mella. Do you remember her? Mama Mella was like, because it's a, it's a very like Miami station. Is, this, is, is that the one who do crank calls? She was one of them, yeah. Uh, I remember. And, um, Cringe. Yeah, it seemed like they... And, and there was also John Sperm. Cringe. Uh, and Marty Cohen. Marty Cohen. Marty Cohen. M-A-R-T-Y-C-O-H-E-N. I remember that one. Uh, there was like, No picky body, my love. My name is Marty Cohen. Like... Piero, yo soy Marty Cohen. Like they, they were, they, they would do these fun little. Well, I guess all the stations would do fun little spoofs. Like there was, um, in '06, there was like so sick of gas prices. I'm going broke. <coughs> Fifty dollars a gallon. That relates now. Yeah, so sick of gas prices. I'm going broke. Fifty dollars a gallon is a joke. I can't believe we remember those songs. Yeah, that shit was fun. Uh, I wish I could remember more of the, uh, more of like those sketches from El Sol. I remember, hello, this is Mona Lisa Pizza. Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa men have named you. They would, they were calling that place like six times in that segment. Does that place still exist? I don't know. But yeah, they crank called this Mona Lisa pizza place. Uh, they crank called this uh, something about bubbles, and and they would just like play no, a they crank. Still exist. They would play like a crying sound. Of course, it's on Eighth Street. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they don't have good Yelp. <laughs> Oof. Shout out Mona Lisa people. Shout out, shout out Mona Lisa pizza. Mm-hmm. Mona Lisa men have named you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but you, you, I, I take it you weren't into any of those. Uh... <coughs> oh yeah, I used to listen to those with my mom in the car. Because you know, as a child, I was not allowed to touch the radio. because uh... you know, if you touch the radio, the car breaks down. That's uh, what we, you we tell us. T- that's fucked up. We were never told that. <laughs> that's what you tell us. It worked. That's wild as shit. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna do it with my kids too. If you touch my car radio, it doesn't know you're. Your, your digits, your fingerprints, so it's going to break down. Mm-hmm. Especially if they're dirty. <laughs> Wash your hands. You're a thief. Dirty thief. Wait, what? Yeah, dirty thief with dirty hands. Oh. No, I, I meant literal washing. I meant literal hand washing. Oh. Like literal hands being dirty. But yeah, I guess that too. <laughs> what do you think? You going to raise some thieves? No. Are you? I hope not. Shit. <laughs> I only came to steal your heart. And my radio. <laughs> that reminds me of Tyrone Biggums. Mm-hmm. FYI, people do still steal radios. How do you think I got this suit? <laughs> Red balls. Cocaine in a can, baby. Oh gosh. 
Uh, my mom would also listen to uh, the NBC radio station. There was a radio station for that. Yeah, there might still be. That's oh, how boy. she would get. Yeah, that's how she would get her soap operas. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Days of Our Lives. Is that still going on? Y- yes. Oh. I mean, I don't watch it, but yes, it's still there. I don't know, because um, then there was also Passions. I don't, I, but I know for a fact Passions ended. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, I... I that was, like, all the TV we were able to get when we would have to, you know, when, when we'd have to go straight from after school to one of her, uh, to one of her jobs. Mm-hmm. All we had to look forward to. <laughs> what happened with the? Uh, what happened with um? You know, with with um. What was I think the lead? Fuck me! I think the lead character's name was Teresa. Okay. Yeah. Or uh, Luis, or they had another brother too. I know that the mom, that that the um, the actress who played their mom, she was in. I want to say she was in the haves and the have-nots. I remember see remember I remember seeing her and I'm like, is that Pilar from Passions? <laughs> and my mom was so surprised that I remembered. I'm sure she was proud. Hey, I mean I ain't gonna lie. For uh She was so proud. When you're Y'all ten heard it here first. His when, mama was proud. When you're ten, going going with your mom to her to her different jobs because I mean, it's either that or leaving you in the house alone. Um and that's all the TV you got. You basically just got that in your homework. <laughs> I mean, you get it. You get entertainment where you can. Now, speaking of getting entertainment where you can, holy shit! Mm-mm. What you got for me, baby? Um, I mean, I this has fucked me up like ever since I ever since I first saw it. <laughs> so, this goes out to all the people. Who uh, who want to say Sleepy Joe twenty eight times a day, but then look at Trump and want to act like he is a fully functioning, uh, stable genius. Oh goodness! It's a very very sad time for our country. You say when you say you want him to do well, that's a rare statement from anybody in politics. It's secretly deep down inside. You know what? They they don't want the other side to do well because they don't believe that philosophy will work. I want America to do well. I really do with all my heart. Uh, well, um, and I, I the only way that I see that he could change course is, as the Wall Street Journal pointed out today, rightly so, there's no course correction with him. He seems locked into every one of these failed policies. So, you know, it's, you know, you keep banging your... You mean not not actively pursuing po- uh, policies that are popular <laughs> because he's just as fine with the status quo as Trump and Obama and really the guys preceding them for several uh for for basically a full generation were mm. but this is where it gets good into every one of these failed policies so you know it's you know you keep banging your head against the wall why, why would you expect a different result so we would have had the wall completed in three weeks. It was largely completed. We did over hundred <laughs> miles of wall and the southern border. It was wait, really wait, working. Wait, it really <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We were working along with Mexico. <laughs> wait. Run that by me again? Please run that by me again. <laughs>
My guy was either not listening or, I mean, you know, his brain is just pure mush. Hanging your head against the wall, why would you expect a different result? So we would have had the wall completed in three weeks. It was largely completed. We did okay. a Pause that shit. Wall. You mean the wall that fell? He's not even talking about a wall. He's talking about banging your head against the metaphorical wall. No, no, no. He's talking about the other wall on the border. <laughs> oh, yeah, Trump. Because <laughs> he, probably, he probably banged his head against it. That's probably why it fell. Shit. That's true. His, his like, dirty Wario looking ass. His hollow head. Except with no mustache. Oh my goodness. Biden looking old. No, don't get me wrong. Biden's old as fuck. He's, I mean, Hillary and Trump, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump are like months apart. I think actually they and Bill are like all months apart. They're like all like 1946 Isn't Biden like the oldest president right now? Yeah. He is the oldest president elect. Let me tell you. He's the oldest president. People can talk shit, but he's, 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 for his age... And for the way that he caught the country, he's done quite a bit. I'll give him that. He's all, but he's just also letting a lot of fall, fall by the wayside. Uh, I, I think he's coming off a little bit stronger now. I think he's hit the year mark. And he's coming off. I mean, he called somebody a son of a... <laughs> oh, yeah. That was fucking gold. That was fucking gold. I gotta pull you that up. You know that uh, Republicans are asking for him to do a public apology, right? What? Yeah, that he offended. A person of the press so he needs to come now man peter Ducey <laughs> already did it already did an interview about that not only that talking about how how biden texted him talking about it's not personal which was not an apology let's 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 not get that twisted that was not no apology that was biden and and it makes me happy because i i finally get to say that was biden being like um hey listen you know nothing personal but don't talk at the side of your fucking neck in my fucking house, boy. Chill the fuck out. Remember your place, son. Just like that. Son Ducey. I like that. I like that. Mm. You think the Biden speaks like that, baby? Oh, no. Not at all. <laughs> That's a bunch of malarkey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, if anything, if anything, maybe he's playing it up. So that he, so that when he listens to, so that when he listens to West Side Gun, people don't look at him so crazy. Now that I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna maintain as a narrative. But you have Republicans asking for him to do a public apology. Yo, get the fuck out of here! Meanwhile, you had Trump who was making fun of the. Remember the disabled? Uh, Yo, the guy with a with a disability. That's true. He made fun of him, and they all laughed. I don't. I didn't hear anybody. Come back, come back on him about that. <coughs> if, um, if, um, you know, Cheney did, it was probably all quiet and shit. Mm-mm-mm. Let's see. I think we have young Mr. Ducey uh, with <laughs> us right now. You heard Dana's comments and everyone's comments, Peter. You know what? Fuck that. Let's, let's get the, uh. Mm. Biden took a slightly different tone. Yes, stupid. Will you take questions on inflation? Do you think inflation is a political liability? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to that in a sec. 
I love how he looked down. He's like, oh, yeah, shit. Hey, oh, well. But, you know, inflation was bound to happen. Economists were saying this since 2020, that the moment that they, the economy was going to start picking up, things are going to get more expensive because it was down for so long. It's like a slingshot. We just kind of, like, held the slingshot in place. For, like, a year and a half. <laughs> and we just, yeah, we just kept pulling back little by little by little by little. And inflation has happened, like, in spite of not even in spite it's happened with and without uh wage increases so i want to get that out of the way too mm-hmm. because everybody talks about oh uh well if you increase wages it's going to inflate everything and it's like so what's causing the what's causing all the other inflation mm-hmm. no this is just how this is just how it happens it swings back and forth you know it's like a pendulum and i mean let's keep it real People don't really care about inflation. People don't care about inflation on its face. Inflation is happening, like, like we just said, with and without wage increases. Inflation is, is happening. It's, you know, it's going up and then it's going back down. And then, it's, you know, there's going to be some more inflation. After, after some deflation, mm-hmm. probably some more inflation. I mean, not probably, inevitably. Um... People don't really care. Like, that's not a real issue. That's not a real issue that affects the public until it, you know, unless it starts to actually affect jobs. And, I mean, it's that's just some fake shit used by self, by, by usually greedy companies who just don't want to pay people more or want to justify uh, laying people off to give CEOs bonuses. Mm, come on. Is is inflation a political uh, priority or political liability? No. You know what's a political liability? <gasps> what? Not getting voting rights passed. Mm. You know, let, letting people see themselves get disenfranchised before their eyes and not doing anything about it. That is a political liability. Letting people see themselves getting kicked out of their homes... Uh, you know, and nothing they can do about it. That's a political liability. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, letting people like letting people's lives crumble before their eyes, having the power to do something and not using it. That's a fucking political liability. Come on, bro. Fuck Print. Peter. Yeah, fuck, fuck Peter Ducey. He is just he is just as uh as you know. He's as douchey as his name. Yes, and his father. <laughs> yeah, fucking Fox Dynasty that they got. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, um, and let's actually see if. Adult, keep banging your head against the wall. Why would you expect a different result? I, I, I just. So we would have had the wall completed in three weeks. It was largely completed. We I can't. We had miles of wall and the southern border. It was really working. It really had an impact. And we were working along with Mexico and Guatemala, Honduras. We were El Salvador. All of these countries we were working. I stopped paying them because of the fact they were treating us so badly with the caravans. They were putting criminals, emptying their jails into our country. We stopped and they stopped. 
100%. So we had the most secure border we've ever had, and that includes not only people and the wrong people coming in, it also includes drugs. We had the pe- the wrong people coming in. And also I have a problem. What? I have a problem with people saying, "Oh, because we had you know, people were stopped and there's no... The borders are open right now. The borders are not open. When are the borders open? The borders are closed. If the borders were open, we wouldn't have all of these little camps on the on the border with us and Mexico. I'm here thinking in Spanish, frontera. You know, and that's what we have right now. We have so many little camps because the borders are closed. You have to imagine that, like, what we would see if the borders were open would be, like, I think Lauren, something out of a movie. Lauren Boebert tweeted something like, oh, um, I think it was, like, the, you, what are they called? The Border Patrol stopped, like, groups of coming into the U.S. This is what happens if the borders are open. And I love reading the comments back to her. People are like, they stopped them. They're doing their job. The borders are not open. They just want to complain. Oh, I can't stand her. And for some reason, Twitter feels like I'm interested in her tweets. Aren't you? Don't you follow her to like? Oh see, no, I don't follow her. Oh, I thought you follow her no, to like see her bullshit. I don't follow her. Hell no, I don't follow her. No, I'm saying I thought you followed her ironically. No, 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 no. I don't follow her, but Twitter thinks I do. I guess so. So they send me when she. Oh, it's because you respond. That's right, I've called yeah. her out on some bullshit. Yeah, see? that That's the thing. The algorithm doesn't care about what you say you like. It's, they care about what, what they say you show you like. Yeah. That's why I stay getting... Well, How then again, I, I do like you? this. I don't get your tweets. Oh, you don't tweet. <laughs> yeah, I really don't. No, the most I've been doing on Twitter is has been like uh, just liking uh, Nina Turner tweets. I like those tweets. And I also like um, uh, the Midas Touch. Yes. I like the Midas Touch. And uh, what's his name? Cohen. Cohen. Brian Tyler Cohen. Yes. Those I follow. There was actually this clip uh, that I saw from Brian Tyler Cohen that... uh, Let me see. No, I guess I didn't pull it up. Oh, wait, I did. This morning, uh, thousands of Floridians woke up to news that their appointments to get treatment for COVID-19 infection uh, were canceled by the Biden administration, which revoked. They were Why canceled the by him. Why fuck would they be canceled by the Biden administration? They were canceled. Governor DeSantis? By him. You fuck, like, why in the fuck? <laughs> Come on. They were canceled by him. Why in the fuck would the Biden administration cancel appointments that are made under a system that answers to Governor DeSantis? Unless they were appointments for something fake. COVID-19 treatment is not fake. And the fact that this the fact that this is such a problem to you, Governor DeSantis, means that you know that COVID is a fucking problem. You lying, deceitful piece of crap, or, or as uh, as as I should say, piece what a shit? stupid son of a bitch! <laughs> Outright revoked authorization for two 
very popular monoclonal antibody treatments that the state of Florida really pioneered over the summer and that we've worked hard to make available uh, to our residents uh, who needed treatment. And so this is something that they claim shouldn't be used because we have Omicron. And what we would say in Florida is we have had people use it and we've had good results. It's not 100%. We understand that. Uh, but you also don't even know when someone goes in whether it's Omicron or still the Delta. Yes, mostly in Florida, it's going to be Omicron at this point. Uh, but it's really a reckless decision to be able to take this option away from patients when we've had the site set up, we've had this distributed to different medical uh, groups or, or hospitals. FDA yesterday withdrew the EUA for some monoclonal antibody treatments because they don't work against Omicron. But Florida continues to push for the treatment for people in the state. What's your response to Governor Santos, and what's your message to the people of Florida? Well, let's just take a step back here just to realize how crazy this is a little bit. Um, we've approached uh, COVID treatments like filling a medicine cabinet. We're not relying on one type, one brand, or treatment. We invested in and continue to buy a variety across monoclonal antibodies, pre-exposure prevention therapies, and oral antivirals. We have provided 71,000 doses of antivirals to Florida, including 34,000 additional treatments that do work against Omicron just this last week. I'm sorry, about of a range of those treatments, I should say, to be clear. But what the FDA is making clear is that these treatments, the ones that they are fighting over, that the governor is fighting over, do not work against Omicron, and mm. they have side effects. That is what the scientists are saying. We have sent them 71,000 doses of treatments that are effective against Omicron and are effective also against Delta. Uh, and they are still advocating uh, for treatments that don't work. Uh, we've seen... Ah, it's the It's the usual. It's the usual DeSantis approach. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do the old thing because if it works, then I can say I win. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't work, then I can say, look what they did. <clears throat> that's that's the Republican playbook. I hate that playbook. Same. Unfortunately, from the beginning, uh, in our pandemic response, a range of steps or pushes that have been made through social media platforms, unfortunately, from the mouths of elected officials uh, and the advocating for things that don't work, even when we know things do work. Injecting disinfectant, promoting other pseudoscience, sowing doubt on the effectiveness of vaccines and boosters. And now... Which is the, the one of the biggest things they've been doing. Mm-hmm. Promoting treatments that don't work. We know it works. Vaccines and boosters. We have a range of doses of things that do work in treatments, and we're providing those to Florida. So this... Okay. Shout out uh, that those... those. So this is... Was, was Brian Tyler Cohen? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. See now, now that was a sake bomb. Mm. Uh, for real though, I, hey, I, I was, I was not aware of this, uh, of this treatment that was being pushed that does not work. But again, it's it's very on brand for DeSantis and his ilk. The. He's trying to be like the, what is it, the, I don't want to say like the settle candidate or the, the, the compromise candidate, something like that. He's trying to be the Lincoln that brings together the, uh, gosh, 
<laughs> I don't want to say the new radical Republicans. Yeah, because the, the, the original radical Republicans, you remember, fought to free enslaved people. These, if they're going to be called radical Republicans, uh, they, uh, shit. They'd like to they'd like to fight to enslave if anything. <laughs> so he's trying to be the link in between that wing and the corporate Republicans, which I mean those you know those moderates they they always existed, when back when they were Whigs. Um, you know you find you find that you've always found that in in American politics, let alone politics in general. And he's basically like a, he's basically a Trump that cleans up after himself. Yeah. But he lives he leaves quite a whiff. Oh yeah, that's true. Mm. He's he's definitely he doesn't have much bark, but I guess that weak ass bite has like some venom in it. One of those bites that it's like it's not that bad, and then you discover weeks later. It's a venom that's coursed through your body. There is no hope. Mm-mm-mm. That's what DeSantis has potential to be. I'm just saying. That is not something that we should take lightly. I do know something we can take lightly, though. You're laughing. I love how you're already laughing. Because <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh, goodness. So they're doing a thing with the M&M's. They're trying to make the M&M's more inclusive. Um, they got the they got the green M&M. They took away her heels and they got her in sneakers now. Can you blame her? We're in 2022. Yeah, I bet she was exhausted on them heels. Yeah. I'll be wishing heels on my worst enemy. I look, look, if you want to wear heels, go for it, but generally I hear complaints about heels, and that just makes me be like, "Then don't wear the don't wear the damn heels." You tell me that all the time. I think it was for Thanksgiving. I was wearing heels, and I told and you're like, "Oh, you look very nice," and I go, "I'm very uncomfortable." I think you you asked me, "Then why are you wearing those shoes?" And what did I tell you? I look cute. <laughs> you look cute regardless. <laughs> but again, your body, your choice. Thank you, baby. You get a high five for that one. Hype! So let's see. Eminem's iconic mascots are getting an updated look and personalities and backstories to align with the fact that consumers value inclusion and belonging more than ever. Um, They all had personalities, but whatever. Green will embrace confidence and a new pair of kicks. Yes. Uh, The shoes make the bowler. Yeah. So, uh... It is official. Green Eminem is into bowling. I I heard once that the, I heard once in uh in Nick Gas that the shoes make the bowler. I doubt that, but you know. Mm. Red will tone down the bossiness. Is he that bossy? I don't know. I thought it was somebody who took initiative. I don't know. I feel, I, I thought that was just like his rapport with Yellow. Mm. Because, I mean, Yellow's, like, bigger than him. I don't think he'd take that shit if he didn't need to. It's like how, I mean, Frankie doesn't have to take Harley's shit. Mm-mm-mm. But, you know, I guess I guess Harley's confident and Frankie's just drawn to that. I don't know. Frankie's a poet, though. 
Yes. And he does know it. Yeah. Orange will acknowledge his anxiety and more. Okay. I can I can dig Orange acknowledging his uh, anxiety. I can dig it. Um The female M&Ms will wear subtly subtler makeup without dramatic lashes. I saw the Young Turks covering it, and they were like, yo, that's bullshit, because it's men who stay getting the, the long-ass lashes for no reason. I see no lie. The two female characters will also have a more friendly relationship instead of the catty one they've displayed in Eminem's ads. And they are now together throwing shine and not shade. Oh, wow, did they stay up all night writing that one? <laughs> I don't recall any interactions between the green and brown M&M's. I feel like all the other ones who aren't red and yellow are just used so seldom that I don't really know them. Mm. Um, so I can't speak on this cat, this so-called catty relationship. Um... But hey, I'm I'm definitely more fr- I'm I'm definitely all for a more friendly one. I'm trying to get to the part where oh, the red M&M will be nicer to the rest of the gang and the orange one will embrace his true self, worries and all. Now that he can acknowledge his anxiety. I mean, was anything stopping him other than the fact that they didn't write him to acknowledge that? <laughs> The Eminem's names will also be less gendered. Wait, what? Wow. They have names outside of their color? I thought they were just red, yellow, green. What in the hell? What are their names? You can't just... Eminem characters' names. I can't. No puedo. Oh, let's find out. There's... So there's orange. There's Miss Brown. Okay. Wait, let's see if this will give me the... Oh, here we go. Wikipedia. We got red, yellow, blue, green, orange. As expected, we have Miss Brown. Uh, Apparently she's Miss Brown. I I don't know. I just called her brown, but whatever. Uh, Caramel, who's a cube. Pretzel guy, who's symmetrical. Okay. I mean, I guess... I don't... I don't understand. Is What is this? Is this a change from Mr. Blue, Mr. Blonde, Mr. White, Mr. Pink? Or is this the Reservoir Candies, baby? It's the Reservoir Candy. Okay, so I found the clip that I wanted to find where... It's just... I mean, this is beautiful. Story they might want to cover pretty soon and doubtless will tips to NPR, but here's a story they might want to cover pretty soon and doubtless will. He thinks he's being ironic by saying this is something that NPR might want to cover. (laughs) The candy company has just announced that it's redesigning its cartoon characters to be more gender inclusive. They didn't think M&Ms were pushing intolerance, but they were. They've been changed. You're seeing the changes right now on your screen. The green M&M, you will notice, is no longer wearing sexy boots. Now she's wearing sensible sneakers. We all win when we see more women in leading roles. 
not wear sexy boots. Leading women to wear frumpy shoes. The frumpier, the better. That's the rule. The other big change is that the brown M&M has, quote, transitioned from high stilettos to lower block heels. What's up with that? Transitioned from high stilettos to lower block heels. What, what is, does that mean? What is... It's a transition if I take off my, my sneakers and go into my slides? Mm. That's a transition? You're a weirdo, dude. Whoa. Also less sexy. That's progress. M&Ms will not be satisfied until every last cartoon character is deeply unappealing and totally androgynous. <laughs> wow. Dude. Wow. Just say you want to fuck M&Ms. Wow. Just say you want to fuck M&M's. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? More wow. What the fuck is he talking about, baby? Oh, I'm upset because M&M characters are not sexy anymore. And this is indicative of some change in America. Like, wow. what the fuck? Alright, next he's gonna, he's gonna complain that, um... That the chipettes from from Alvin and the Chipmunks aren't sexy enough for him, and after that he's gonna complain about um, I don't know. Yeah, I ran out of <laughs> I ran I ran out of uh, what's it called? You lost Characters it. that made yeah that made sense to throw in there. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> and. Uh, Oh gosh, it's on the show. It's on his show. Oh goodness. Fans. When I eat a bag of M&Ms, do I wonder which color and shape best represents my identity? No, because it's chocolate. And also it's obviously the orange one. <laughs> the Okay, so so you so you say it's none because it's stupid, but then you go on to make a joke that involves you answering it. Whatever, guy. Iconic candy company is giving the mascots makeovers to make them more inclusive. How are they doing this? Well, obviously by changing their footwear. Instead of go-go boots, the seductress green M&M will now wear sneakers. Additionally, their voices will be updated in a tone that's more welcoming. Sorry, Kat, no voiceovers for you. Said Catherine Slight. Oh, that's the chick Sorry, who, Kat, uh, that she played, she played one of, oh, uh, yeah, of course, of course, his, uh, oh, yeah, she was one of the you're racist. You're like the, the 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 sketches that are just the characters calling each other racist because that's humor to them. Oh, goodness. That's enough of Gutfeld. That is plenty. Um <laughs> I can't. What is this? This is their this is their entire platform. Crap. They don't, they don't talk about anything. It's just about the wall and M&Ms. And talking about how elections are being stolen. Y'all know that, that DeSantis wants to make an election monitoring police force. Yes. Let me see. Tell us your author- what? authoritarian. Is that how you say it? Yeah, tell us your authoritarian without telling us. Yeah. Except he is telling us. Yeah. Uh, he says, 
but look at but look at the state's recent electoral history and the plan gets more puzzling. Wait a second. Oh no no no, this is somebody from from Washington Post. Okay. So his he's proposing the Office of Election Crime and Security. He wants he wants them to allocate six million dollars, them being uh the Florida legislature. Six million dollars for this for this agency. Wasn't Florida like the most secure state as far as elections? They can't they can never get their story straight. They don't even know. During the election cycle, it was a Trump was all about uh um what's it called? That mail-in ballots are bad, but absentee ballots are good. And while in the same breath trying to say that Michigan mail-in ballots are bad, but Florida mail-in ballots, those are good. Hmm. So, according to... According to Trump, Florida, you know, went the way it was supposed to go. And, ba- you know, based on the fact that, honestly, in Florida elections in 2020... It was the Republican Party, just all around, that made, you know, that made wins. Mm-hmm. Neither of the senators were up for re-election. Uh, we lost two seats, I think. Was it two or three? It's for sure two. Um, I so, hate his face. Oh, me too. It's like... It's like they tried to stuff... It's like they tried to stuff Trump into a cheaper package. You know who he reminds me of? One of those characters from Bob's Burgers. Yeah. Do you see it? Jimmy, uh, yeah, Jimmy Senior? Yeah, one of the ones, yeah. I love you, baby. You I love you. Me. He definitely looked like the, 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 what's it called? Bob's rival, the pizza guy. Yeah. $5.7 million to create staff, to create and staff an Office of Election Crimes and Security that will investigate election crimes and fraud. The office will contain 52 staff members, including 20 sworn law enforcement officers and 25 non-sworn investigators. Um, so 25 rogues who, who, who answered directly to, to Generalissimo DeSantis. Generalissimo. What the fuck? Is that what we're calling him now? That's what he wants to be. I can't stand him, baby. The office will review and investigate election crimes and irregularities and make referrals for further action. Who are these non-sworn people? I I feel like he's going to hire like Jimmy from down the block. No other state in the country has such an office or investigative force. Uh, so his legislation uh, will create restrictions such as adding new ID requirements for voting by mail, limiting who can return a completed m- a mail-in ballot, prohibiting the use of nonprofit and private funds to conduct elections, expanding partisan observ- observation power. Is he going to apply this, this, this shit to himself? No, he's just going to have as many of his own people watching as many as much shit as possible. It's never going to be and all the fraud that this office claims to find is going to be uh people trying to vote democrat. Hmm. Let's see. DeSantis has come under pressure from acolytes of, of former President Trump to conduct a recount of Florida's ballots, despite the fact that that uh, 
Yeah, Trump won by almost 400,000 votes in Florida. Yeah, but count it again. Sab- uh, Representative Sabatini says, it's not about margin of victory. The fact is, people want total verification of the election results. They never wanted that. The problem is someone has a bruised ego. They never... We have had freer and fair, increasingly freer and fairer elections. People, people literally will check into politics for the election and then check right back out after the winner is sworn in. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that's a good thing. People should be more involved. But come on, what the fuck? There is no... They want an independent review of the votes. Then give them one. This is not an independent review. This is totally partisan. Uh, let's see. His appointed... So DeSantis' Secretary of State said, Florida has already conducted pre- and post-election audits, and we are confident in the security and integrity of our 2020 election results. So what's the point of this, then? Wasting my time. E- yeah, yeah, because either either there is something that needs to be investigated, um, which means some Republicans need to be investigated, or um, there's nothing to be investigated. Which means we don't need this force. So you, that's not something you can have both ways. But of course they will because they have the governorship and both houses. DeSantis badly wants to court the Trump base. And to do that you have to be seen as cracking down on alleged uh, election fraud. Um, let's see. No evidence that any major election in the country has been victimized by the sort of the sort of fraud that Trump is alleging and that DeSantis wants to form a force to combat. So it's just the fact that they want to make election, they want to make basically election dogs. They want, um, they want to take us back to the 1880s Jim Crow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they missed the poll taxes and the grandfather clauses. This is fucked up. Um, let's see. So they tracked... So Loyola Law School professor Justin Levitt, Justin Levitt tracked U.S. elections from 2000 to 2014 in search of voter fraud. And as he put it, specific credible allegation that someone may have pretended to be someone else at the polls. How many examples did he find? Exactly 31. 31 out of more than 1 billion instances. Let me tell you, when I went to drop off um, my grandma's ballot, my grandma was with me, and we did a drive-by. And the guy looked at me, and he goes, are you dropping this off for yourself? It was an older gentleman. I go to him, no, I'm dropping it off for my grandmother. And he goes to me, why doesn't she get out of the car? And I go, she has a bad knee. I mean, she can come here. I'll tell her to come. He goes... Let me see her ballot. So I showed him the envelope. He saw the name. And then he was like, does she have her ID with her? I'm like, yeah. He went. He confirmed the ID. He goes, okay, you can throw it in there. But. But. That's, we did in-person drop-off. Yes. That is not mail-in. That's not mail-in. Now, I know someone who did a mail-in and she got a call because apparently her signature was different. And I asked her, was your signature different? She's like, no. She's like, but I went, I took my ID, I showed it, and then they're like, okay. 
they they took it off the system. This is all about discouraging people. <coughs> because people are already people have already been always like at least not I don't know about always, but definitely in the time that I've been like aware of elections, people have generally not gone way out of their way to vote. Mm-hmm. And We're also seeing a lot more voters. Definitely. I, I it's definitely it's definitely picked up over the years, over the over the years of the twenty first century. I would say that two thousand four was probably like it was probably like people a lot of people were probably like pretty disillusioned during two thousand four's elections. And so then two thousand eight comes around and you know, we're doing we're 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 in a hellhole. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I think a lot more people came out than had come out in the prior elections. And then uh, twenty twelve. It's probably yeah, it's probably an incumbent thing. Because oh four and then twelve. But then twenty sixteen was a massive election because of all the steam that Trump had picked up. And then because of all the steam that he dropped on the country, uh twenty twenty was even bigger. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, it's it's just a their their tactics are so transparent when you think about it's like how exactly is limiting is limiting the hours that people can vote early. Um you know, and days as well. Limiting the days and hours. How exactly is that making elections more secure? You know, because you can hire more people. What is uh is uh is McDonald's less secure if they have a bigger staff? <laughs> But no, it's 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 about if they can sow that doubt, like these people are already they're edging more and more towards authoritarianism. And they literally attempted to take the fucking country away during what was supposed to be the process of a peaceful transfer of power. And uh, Trump is still kicking and screaming about that it was stolen from him. You know, and he all he did was just knock it, blow down the door for what a lot of those people wanted to do anyway. They're doing it in Iowa. And Joni Ernst, she was being asked, you know, how does this make, how does this make uh, elections more secure? She didn't, she didn't have a real answer. She had a bullshit answer. They never do. They never do. They never do. How do you <laughs> feel about that wall? <laughs> no, for real, you, you got. I I would love an explanation as to how t- taking away like. Uh, if you make a a location that used to go from like what uh eight to nine let's say mm-hmm. and now doing eight to eight and taking away Sundays, do you know how many people that fucks up? How many people get off like you understand getting off work at a certain time right especially for the people for the ones who have kids you understand that you need to be there at like two because at three, you're going to have a motherfucker of a time getting back home, especially if you live away from the school. Uh, you understand that as such, if you're a voter in that situation, you probably can't vote till like four. Now, if, now what if you get off work at five and you're, st- and you're in that same situation? Now you probably can't vote till six. What if you get off at six? Now you probably can't vote till seven. 
And if you if you're not off at work by nine, maybe you can work in the maybe you can vote in the morning. But the fact that we, I'm so surprised election day isn't a fucking holiday. It's out of this interest. It's it's out of the interest of keeping as few people voting as possible. And us, if like if you're somebody who lives in a city, if you're somebody who lives in a city, um, you might be staggered, like I have, like I've been, by there's a shit ton of people who just don't have IDs. Because they tend to not need them, they tend to have some other form of identification. You don't have and ID. You have an they ID. Don't, well, not me. I have. A, I have a license. Oh, okay. But I'm saying some people will. Again, we're in a city. We're in a city where oh, most people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I, I must have. I. I yeah, I yeah, was like, that was that. Could, that could have been clearer. I was That's like, I'm bad. trying to figure out. Well, I was like, what was it? What was your issue? Yeah. <laughs> I've I've been voting. I've gone to vote with you. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, there's plenty of people. Who they don't drive, and um, you know they may use some other form of identification at, like, say, the post office, mm-hmm. and so they just don't have an ID. I I personally can't think of like an instance where you you wouldn't, but some people just don't, and I can understand how a lot of those people are people of color. So. Um, just yeah, just that on its face is how is how um, you know making like voter ID laws is targeting communities because it's not like you can use just any form of identification, can you? No. And um, aren't there some systems where you just like use your signature or something like that, mm-hmm. and your signature is like logged with the with the you know with a. a national database or something like that right it should be you know um i i I wish that i had more um more of a clarity on that but yeah election police force let me see if if i can get any more info um they don't have a lot of safeguards from keeping this from being politicized and weaponized. They don't have any safeguards from keeping it politicized and weaponized. They answer to DeSantis and DeSantis is just going to tell us what he wants us to know, just like Noam does, just like Abbott does, just like Cuomo did. And just like Trump did. Bum bum bum. I didn't want to cause a panic. Fuck you. I mean, I just hope DeSanto doesn't do that when a hurricane's coming this way. Oh, yo. I'm waiting for that. I don't want to cause a... You got, you know, it's not that bad. It's it's not going to be that crazy. But watch it, go, watch it be going for, like, counties that are reliable for him. Listen, guys. We are in a state of emergency. Northern Florida. Yo, as soon as that shit is going for, like, Volusia County or Marion County... Northern Florida. Nah, but watch that shit go for like, uh, you know, for Palm Beach County. <laughs> well, no, Palm Beach he'll probably do something because there's enough white people there. <laughs> but like for for Dade County, if, imagine if only Dade County was in the path. He'd be like, we sent we sent two pallets of water. They'll be okay.
Uh, whoa. Roger Stone threatened to, threatened in October to run against DeSantis in 2022 if he didn't support an audit of the state's election. What? What? Oh, goodness. And P- David Perdue wants to do the same thing in Georgia. I cannot with these people. Did you hear about... Uh, I'm going to throw a curveball at you right now. Oh, gosh. Did you hear about the new Virginia governor? Glenn Youngkin. Ugh. And the hotline that he just set up. Oh, no. He set up a hotline where people can report if schools and teachers are teaching students about racism. Ooh. You know, when that hotline bling, Mm -hmm. that can only mean one thing. Ever since the Civil Rights Act passed, there's been no racism. So why are you bringing this up? Why can't we all just get along? Are you going to call a hotline? No. <laughs> yeah, no, I might. I might just to, just to be like, just to be like, they're teaching about, they're teaching about race. I, I need to find a city that's like in Virginia and Florida. <laughs> and then I need to find, I need to get the zip code. And he's like, wait, no, this, that sounds like it's in Florida. Yeah. You, no, 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 this is for Virginia. So, so you can't help me? So so you you can't help me. I thought I thought we were that you're my fellow American. You should be like I'm a black man, but I, people are telling me I'm black. But when I look at myself in the mirror, I see a white man. Can you help me out with that? I feel like I'm. Being... <laughs> I can't. I'm gonna yes, stop. Yes, sir. I'm also I'm also a uh, an unlicensed therapist. Oh goodness. I could see it. So Purdue. Who uh, he's running against Warnock this year? I mentioned we mentioned that in a prior episode. Yeah. He's running against Warnock because because he's got nothing to do. He uh, he's bored, and he wants more money. So, um, you know, I I guess Kelly Leffler is entertained with the, with all the money that she has. You know what it is? I bet that she recommended something to him, uh, an investment to him. Like this an shit just tra- lied to me. What Hold did it say? Up. Hold up. Uh-oh. So I get random in random postings Ooh. for jobs, right? Okay. And then I, I see one. Yeah. And it's, it says, you know, title, whatever. And then it says $1,258 to $1,635 a week. A, a week. One more time? It, the range. To pay, it says $1,258 to $1,635 a week. But then when I click on it, it tells me $1,257 to $1,634 bi-weekly. Wait, what? Right? Nah, that's half. That's half, son. Yeah. You're going to get half the work. Yeah. You're going to see half of me. You're going to see me You're going to see me half the time. Jesus. I was like, okay. You ain't gonna never see me. You ain't gonna you, you ain't gonna know me. <laughs> hmm? You gonna be like who that? Oh, this is my desk. I, I just work here. <laughs> I, why don't I ever see you? Cause you paid me half of what you promised. Motherfucker. Oh damn. Yeah. So uh, here's what I think happened, <laughs> and I bet it caused a falling out between uh, Leffler and Purdue. Tell me. I bet that uh, on some insider trading shit, Leffler recommended that Purdue 
uh, you know, get some particular investment. I'm sure they were invested in all the same stuff, except for one. <gasps> Tell me. And this one, I don't know what it is, but this one. So here's the thing. Purdue, he's only got one PJ. Purdue wants a second one. <sighs> and this investment was going to be his path to that. Leffler knew that. And so she tried to tell him, hey, David, you need to get in on this before it's too late. Oh, goodness. And he's like, nah, I'm going to be all right. And you know what? He's not. He's not all right now. Leffler made a ton of money off of it. Like the corrupt, like, like the corrupt politician she is. Who also sounds like a fucking robot, by the way. They both just they, they both just go out and talk like robots. Yeah. Like I feel like Leffler is like a like a, a non-Hispanic female version of Marco Rubio. Yeah. He's been quiet. <laughs> that scares me. That, that should. Because then he shows up and it's like, oh, you spoke, man. That's true. Say his name three times and he and he appears right in front of you, right? just dead-eyed, ready to bore you with some bullshit-ass talking point. Yeah, so ever since then, um, he hasn't answered Leffler's calls. She tries to invite him to parties for more investments. She's determined to help him get that pri- that second private jet. Mm. But he's just been sulking. Just, you know, on, on like... Doing, doing cover, like get, getting caught in pictures, crying in the rain, looking like he's about to drop a mixtape. This is going to be a hot-ass beat and him just saying, investments. Watch him. Watch him? Yeah. Congre- congressional seats, flock him. Music, <laughs> Georgia talk. Talking, yeah. We listen to Waka Flocka. I'm going home. It's just going to be that. I'm going home. And that's going to be the only track with any vocals. It's just going to be like three other instrumentals. It's just an acoustic. Yeah. Not even. It's just, it's just like trap instrumentals. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm going home. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to call it Get Your Chicken Here. <laughs> It's gonna, it's gonna go. I love how you laugh before you even tell me the story. <laughs> I'm, I'm stealing this from Wack One Hundred. It's gonna go double wood. <laughs> Dios mío. <laughs> you okay, baby? Uh, and that wraps up uh, story time of uh, you know fake humanizing awful people. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on? We wanted to talk a little bit about Insecure. I know the show ended a couple months ago, but we just saw the last few episodes of season five. It's been months already since it ended? It's been like a couple months. It's been like maybe two or three. <coughs> no, probably less. It's been less because I know one of my coworkers, she's been telling me, Did you finally see it? Did you finally see it? She's just watching it week by week. And this was since when? 
I want to say about a month. Okay, Less than I was, two. I was gonna say without without telling us how long it's been, then you know this, this could just be this could have been from 2016 when the show started. No, no, because I put her on Insecure. Ah. She she told me she had started to see Insecure because I love I love Teams Microsoft Teams. You can talk about work. You can talk about gossip. You can talk about shows. Hey. During the day, so. We tend to recommend each other stuff. She mostly her. She's like my recommendation person. And um, <clears throat> I told her that we were watching Insecure when we're in the previous season. And because I think you put me on, and I was watching it by myself, and then we started watching it together. Yeah, because I had started watching the show um, around the. I want to say around the time of season two. Mm-hmm. Um. I had, you know, I had a, a, I think it was DirecTV Go, whatever, whatever the streaming service was, you know, that the free trial was giving you everything. So, yeah, I was watching Insecure. How long was that free trial? It was a week. Yeah, it was one of those, uh, you're using multiple emails. (laughs) Trying to get, yeah, because you're trying to get that shit free. Because otherwise, that shit is damn near the same price as regular Direct TV. That is funny. Your 14 day trial. Yeah, I wish. No, seven day trial. You remember when AOL used to send those CDs to the house? I don't. <clears throat> oh wow, really? I don't. So AOL used to send those CDs to the house for you to get some internet. I used to get a new one every month. You had to put in the CD to get internet. Yeah, with a little code on it. That's wild. Yeah, because I don't know. That, that was just the way it was set up. Okay. But, um, yeah. You remember that? You've got mail. I remember that. Did you ever have AIM? Yes. Did you ever have a... Uh, no, I definitely had AIM, like, especially in the... I think, actually, basically through high school. Because, like, there were a bunch of friends... Once I like actually gave in and, and started using MySpace, <coughs> um, we're it helped me ca- and shit. Simpler times, right? But it actually like it helped me uh, get back in touch with a bunch of friends from middle school. because oh. I was you know because I was in like ninth tenth grade, and that was around the time. It was because of that that um, I caught up with the friends with whom I was in my first uh, my first group, my first rap group. Okay. On MySpace. Yeah. Shout out to Tom. That was his name, right? Tom? Yeah. So, um, what was I going to say? <clears throat> Damn it. Where were we going with this? AOL. Yeah. CDs. Oh, yeah. So, Insecure. Season 2. <laughs> I was like, I had to do like a back. Where was yeah. I going? Trace back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I watched, uh, you know, I just used that to watch the first two seasons and I think after that we got other service okay and so I fell off of Insecure for a while until I finally um at least because of your your HBO Max yeah shout out to you baby <laughs> yeah so um, <clears throat> so with this I, st- I started watching season three and yo I, I, I'm not gonna lie like I remember not liking Molly. You know, Molly Molly was very not likable. I think I didn't start liking Molly until like the last 
season or the one couple of seasons. Yeah, I, I really liked her in season three. Or from season three onward, I'd say. I think she was a little... I think, well, season four, I think she was a little too much. She was... I think she was a little too much all the time. Yeah. But, like, the see the her be like her extra her guac in season four, mm-hmm. like there was they were telling a specific story there. Yeah. And that, that was like a whole arc with uh Oh with, with the guy Andrew, arguably yeah. the best character in the entire show. Yeah. But no, I mean it was she grew on me. I feel it. Like mold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but you know, I just I I didn't like uh, spoilers alert! Oh yeah, yeah. This whole section should be spoilers. Yeah, we. we... Um, I didn't like that Issa ended with Lawrence. Neither did I. I. I feel like they spent the entire season two, and a lot of seasons three, and especially the end of like four and beginning of five. I don't telling us that they need to be apart. That they they can work as friends. I that... I think she ended up back with him not because. Not so much because she loved him, but I think it's because she was comfortable with him. Does that I make sense? I see that. Because they were together for five years. Yeah. I think she. I think it was like one of those like complacency. Like, okay, like, you know, I don't want to start new. This is someone I know. Yeah, he's grown a little bit. But has he though? <clears throat> I'd say yes and no. Yeah. He, he definitely... Um, I, there was a part of me that kind of like, okay, in season one, I, 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 I can, I can feel like I can see the writers are kind of trying to tell me that this relationship has run its course. Yeah. And I feel that. I feel like I'll let I'll like them more apart. Right. I, I definitely in season one, I feel like Lawrence was definitely dragging Issa down. Yeah. Because after they broke up, is when she really started doing her thing. Yeah, and he's fucking skyrocketed from yeah. from there. Yeah, I, I think in a way he was going through a depression though. Oh, deep depression. He was in. He was depressed. Oh, that's why. Yeah, that's why I don't want to like crap on how yeah, you know I, his state in season. I just one, yeah, I've I been ju- there. Yeah, I just I just don't like. I just don't like that they ended up together. I was really rooting for Nathan. Yeah. Because he grew. He wasn't there long, but he grew. His character really matured. Arc throughout the seasons from from his introduction. And I really like the fact that they brought you know his mental health thing into play, and you know it it shows that even with mental health, yes, you're gonna have some some low days, but you still have all these goals and these things that you want to accomplish. Does that make sense? I mean, he did that. He got his own shop. He was able to like at his own people so you know it was it was a nice arc so i was really cheering for him and i would think i'd say that mental health has been one of the central themes of the series because oh yeah everybody's arc has been driven by their mental health struggles yeah yeah um so i it's like with um with lawrence it, it made sense seeing him you know, just kind of go go a little wild after after he and Issa broke. Well, after he and Tasha broke up, right? Because he got he let you know he he got comfortable with Tasha because he was used to being in a relationship. Yeah, and he made bad choices based on that. Yeah, you know, having her as like a friend with benefits that was fine, but he was not emotionally ready 
for you know for another relationship and he he wasn't clear about that and that he ended up hurting her because of that but when she told them you're the I, it, it really resonated with say, me. Say, say, what, say what it is she said. It really resonated with me when she says, you try to act like a good guy, but you're not a good guy. As soon as she said that, I was like, you know what? You're right. The quote, as far as I remember it, is, you a fuck nigga who thinks he a good dude. Yeah. And. Yeah, well, I wasn't going to quote it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel good. <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> but the thing is that I think that she was only kind of right. I don't know. I really did def- def- feel, and that then with Col- how he appeared, like him appearing to be a good dude, I think that definitely mattered a lot to him, and yeah. I think that was definitely one of the things that he allowed to let, or that he, that you know, that that uh, that was kind of fogging his, uh, you know, a, like <clears throat> that led him to make a couple of the bad choices that he made with Tasha. Right. You know, looking like th- things were going well with Tasha. So, so, unfortunately, to his, like, ego, that was, okay, well, you know, I, th- this looks stable. Yeah. Now that I think about it, the last little while with Issa did not look stable. And uh, he definitely let, you know, how your house looks, that whole stereotype of men having to, having to keep their house in order and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He absolutely let him, uh, let him, like... He, he didn't consider that that would that that would lead him to make bad choices. It's a twin. Oh, yeah, look at that. So I, I I understand that I sound like I'm condoning Lawrence. I just I I really don't think that he's so he's quite so much the bad dude that Tasha said he is. I just I, I think know. I think that came I think that that some of it was true and some of it came from a place of hurt. He had no business going to the, going to that family thing. Yeah. I, I, if anything, the fam like when the invitation to the family thing was his like last chance to be like, um, I'm sorry, this is getting a little too serious for me. Yeah. You know, I, I was eating with Lisa for five years, and you know, I, it's just not ready. And don't get me wrong, she would have still been hurt, and she probably would have still said something out of hurt. Yeah. It probably would have still been a little bit true. Yeah. <laughs> But no, he made bad choices. That that cannot uh, that much cannot be you know cannot be refuted. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just <clears throat> I don't know. And then I had a really hard time with the way he was uh, acting with uh, what's her name, Condola. Oh, Condola. Once they had their kid, no, that was bad. No, he was fucking up left and right. Yeah. With that. He really wanted to have his cake and eat it too. The fact is, like, nah, dude, it, it, you, you, I mean, granted, it, it showed that he had to choose. Yeah. And he chose right. I mean, he, he, he stayed in the area to be with his son. Yeah. So, I okay, I'll give him that credit. The only thing that I appreciate about his, like, outburst at the party was that Derek felt such a need to pull him aside and, like, give him that talk. Because I think that talk was really necessary. Yeah. Derek was a, an underrated character. Definitely. The because, fact that we didn't follow one of his birthdays in the finale was criminal. Yeah, because he... I mean, he was he was Tiffany's husband. Yeah. But 
he he played a role there. I mean, I really enjoyed that episode. We see a little bit more about him when uh, she has her postpartum depression. Yeah. Yeah, you see him a little bit more, and you see how supportive he is. He was always like, especially in the first two seasons, he was almost like tertiary guy. Because mm-hmm. let's keep it real, um, Chad was secondary guy, and Chad didn't get like deep storylines. He got Chad was upset he didn't get a thank you or a goodbye. <laughs> see you in Denver. <laughs> um, and we never saw Leah. Never saw Leah. Uh-uh. What's it called? I also appreciate the whole like the, the moment that that uh that Derek has with it. Was it with Lawrence that he's talking about? He he you know confesses that. I mean yeah we, we look like we're keeping it together, but I mean this this is a surprise to us. We weren't planning to have a baby for another two years. Yeah, yeah, he kept it real. I love Kelly. She was something. I think I liked her more in the earlier seasons because I think like some of the shtick started to be started to become started to get a little old. Do we know what the issue is with her and Issa's brother? I don't think so. I think they just I think they just clash. Yeah. His name was Ahmad, right? Uh, I, I think so. I, I, I don't like, recall. I feel terrible. He was such a hater. Yeah, he was. He had so excuse me, so many hating ass moments. Yeah. It was funny though. I feel like he was just more of a comic relief character. Yeah. What about when um was it Trina made a request? Uh, which one of them at all? The, gosh, at the, at the event that he starts playing that ratchet song. Oh yeah. Almost lost these of her sponsors. Wow. Her potential sponsors that became sponsors. Trina was a character. Yeah. I will never forget when she starts there and the guy goes to her. I think they cut the 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 water off and she didn't alert them or something and the guy goes what am I going to do with my Airbnb and she looks at him and she's like you're not supposed to have an Airbnb or or me and my dog we're thirsty yeah. or something he's like you don't have a dog <laughs> you're not supposed to have a dog <laughs> oh goodness yeah that, that dog that I don't have might be coming too yeah. I definitely I, I liked a lot of the uh a lot of the comic relief characters they had. Yeah. The the blood, he was the only one that was like semi-important. <laughs> like he would actually like be given words of wisdom sometimes. He would. I wish yeah. I could remember his name too, because they, they 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 didn't really have him that like that in season five. No, but you see him at the end when she when she drives by the dunes. Yeah. You see him there with his daughter. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. How'd you feel about the storytelling in the in the season in the series finale? A lot was happening. Yes. Like I feel like a lot was, was happening. Um, they really rushed through Molly's mom passing. Yeah, we, we almost didn't get confirmation until... <clears throat> her following birthday. Yeah. Yeah. It was like... It, it, I mean, granted, the, like, the intensity of her breakdown and her going, you know, ghost to grieve were definitely solid indicators but yeah no there was there wasn't really a confirmation until molly said she misses her yeah she was with yeah like she was with me last birthday Uh, yeah it probably must have hurt her even more that it happened like the one freaking time well probably not one time but like 
when she's not in she's town. She's not in town. Yeah, she was in Denver, right? Yeah, for for Tiffany's birthday. Yeah. Who hates Denver? Yeah, that's another thing. I, I, because I feel like Tiffany didn't really have a lot of depth until they started exploring, um, you know, her postpartum depression. Yeah, I think that was as much as much depth as she, as she got. Yeah, because she was just kind of the bougie friend before. Yeah. I mean, I liked her because she was funny. I mean, I didn't really care for her, to be quite honest. I think she was just there. Yeah. She was just there. I Something kind of gave me a vibe until, I think, when, when she was the one to, like, along with Nathan to go, like, to follow Issa to make sure she was okay after the after the big fight at the, at the, uh, the event. Uh-huh. Um, I... I generally had had an impression, especially throughout seasons one and two, that she was more Molly's friend. Who, Tiffany? Yeah. I, th- I thought that was my that was my impression too. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, but um, versus like uh, like Kelly is more Issa's friend, right? Kelly seems to be more Issa's friend, yes. Like, they were in that group together with that, that chick who robbed them. Yes, yes. <laughs> the chick who robbed them. Oh, my God, that was funny. Yeah, but I think that's what brought Molly and Issa back. Yeah, that, that, that's definitely what, like, uh, what broke the dam. Yeah. And honestly, like, that, that storytelling was crazy because I was... There were points where I was, like, ready for them to have, like, a full-on, like, fist fight. And there were points where I was ready for them to just stop talking. Like, okay, we're going to carry on the show with them just not being friends anymore. Maybe reconciling in the series finale. Yeah. But, no, I like that. I like... French... You know... (coughs) Excuse me. But friendships are really like that, though. Oh, yeah. Like, you have them... They go in cycles. Um... I think uh, with, I mean, I have two good friends, and uh, with one of them, we've, we've gotten into, we call them breakups. She breaks up with me, though, for X and Y reason. Oh, yeah. She breaks up with me. Um, but you know what? I'm just like, she comes back around. I'm like, okay, it's okay. I, it's you. I know how it is. Um, and then with the other one, you know, with Diane, I think Diane and I have only gotten into one one fight, per se, and it wasn't really a fight. It was an, a misunderstanding. But that was my fault because she um, she went out of her way to get me an interview and a job over there. And um, I after that was, it was offered to me, I said no. So I get it. I get it why she was upset too. I did think that it was a really like innovative storytelling technique at the end though because it um, it shows that they wanted to that they wanted to give us like a lot. They wanted to 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 tell like um like a big wrap up rather than you know letting something peter out or just giving us like a you know one of I don't know how to word it but that was definitely a grandiose um way to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I mean, I liked it. The fact that like the last big event ended up being Molly's wedding and to Torian who was like her her freaking arch nemesis yes in season th- in season three I was very happy to see her get a happy ending though I feel like her character has such an arc and such a growth she deserved that yeah I'd say so I, I, I agree 
I didn't like it, her in the other season, but I liked her in the last season. It's a shame, uh, you know, <clears throat> that it didn't, you know, that it didn't get to be with Andrew. But I, I see how Torian is is, is an e- honestly even better fit. Yes, he balances her, balances her, and also he's a workaholic. Her like experience her. with <laughs> Andrew, kind of, you know, I think was kind of the last piece to the puzzle. As far, well, one of the last pieces to the puzzle. Mm-hmm. As far as just kind of getting out of her, you know, getting out of her way and letting herself find happiness. Right. Okay, so. Uh, to close this out then, favorite character, why? Least favorite character, why? Favorite character, Issa. She's oh, yeah. badass. Confident as fuck. I love her. Hey. Uh, least favorite character, Lawrence. I knew I was coming. <laughs> I'm sorry. I no, just don't can't. be. Don't be. I feel I you. I just can't. I just think he's a fuck boy. <laughs> from, what I've, from what I've read, Jay Ellis is not his biggest fan either. The actor. I heard he got slapped in the airport by, yeah, by somebody. Yeah, you sent me that. Yeah, somebody slapped him. Something Lawrence did in season three. And my friend sent that to me and I go to her. It wasn't me. <laughs> from season three? I would have. If, if I were her, I would have smacked him for, for uh, season four or five. Right? Or two. Okay. Um, Alright, so favorite character Definitely Issa She was so much fun from the beginning And um, just the, the way she psychs herself up And she's just a fun lead that we don't see That we don't see that often It was it was really fun to watch her grow Even when I would get frustrated with her She was probably the least frustrating character to me Okay Even at her most frustrating Okay Least favorite Uh I don't remember Dro too well, but oh my goodness, oh, he like got it. he got on my fucking nerves. <laughs> like especially in season was it three or four that like <coughs> he, it was it was three because I'm pretty sure pretty sure she dated Andrew throughout four. Yeah. So yeah, no, he was oh he was the worst. Mm. But let me see if I can think of anybody. Uh... No, as far as somebody who was like around a lot, yeah, no, I got I think I think it's Dro. Okay. Yeah, cause I don't know. Like with Kelly, she there were there were moments, but generally, generally she was great. I think uh, I think the same about like um, like Molly and um, and Nathan. No, I think I'm sticking with Dro. Okay. All right. We'll take it. Sorry, Dro. <laughs> you whack. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so thank y'all for listening. Here we are. Yeah. Uh, make sure to follow at the Freak Show Podcast. Follow CyberXMC. Follow Super underscore LC. And our amazing sponsor, Mama.LC.Flan. That's some right. sweetness to your life. Yeah, I just had some of my uh, birthday flan. Ooh, yeah. did you like it? Well, birthday uh, marble flan. Mm-hmm. Flan cake. Yes, it's delicious. Yay! Unfortunately, the big chocolate chip. Because I got myself a piece with the big chocolate chip. It fell onto the freaking ground. I was having it outside. Damn. Yeah. Alrighty. Yeah, so thank y'all for listening. <laughs> More awesome stuff coming. Got me on the speaker. What? 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 As we go live with the Freak, freak Show Jam. What? As we go live with the Freak, freak Show Jam. Woo! Boom.